Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them every month at the Canal Cafe Theatre. This story was told by Antonia Windsor in November 2009. Where the theme was powers. I don't recall what had led to me being in New York. It was that period in my life when I was searching for the future in the places that I found myself. I felt that the city held a secret for me. With this in mind, I hadn't set any agenda and was taking seriously the tips and suggestions that were given to me, as though they were clues in some great scavenger hunt. And already I was experiencing synchronicity. In asking for a light outside a gallery, I struck up a conversation with a young, dark German. I'd only ever met one other German, and he'd recently ended our love affair rather abruptly on his announcement that I carried negative energy. I mentioned this to the handsome stranger. Do you remember where he was from? Mm, Cologne, I think. No way! I'm from Cologne. Do you know whereabouts? Well, he was called Evo. Evo de Mont. Turns out they went to the same school. This was obviously a sign. I just had to work out what it meant. He told me he was an architect. I told him I wanted to be a writer. Or maybe that I was a writer. He told me I should go to Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Another clue. The next morning, I went in search of the creatives. I wandered up and down largely residential streets in Williamsburg until I found a small cafe with steamed-up windows. I looked inside, and there they were. Tables crammed with laptops and notebooks, and young men and women in paint-splattered shirts and worn-out jeans. I'd found them. I ordered a coffee and sat down at the corner of a table, opposite a wiry man frowning into his keyboard. I watched him. He looked up. I looked down. I looked up. He looked down. We danced like this, and I made a few pencil marks on my page until we finally looked up at the same time. Do you have a pencil? he asked. Yes, of course. I hurriedly buried my head in my bag. I always had a family of pens and pencils nesting there, but not today. I re-emerged. Sorry, here, use mine. But don't you need it? Oh, it's all right. I was just going to get another coffee. And then after a moment's hesitation, do you want one? He looked at me. You're English. (laughs) Yes. How did you guess? He laughed. I laughed. I bought the coffee. We continued scratching and pattering, looking and occasionally exchanging the odd remark. As the light started to fade outside and the cafe became more of a self-contained bubble, 
I began to wonder what was going to happen next. You heading over to Manhattan? He asked finally. Yes, I suppose I was. It's just I was going to get my palm read. You want to come along? Well, that wasn't exactly the chat-up line I'd been expecting, but I shrugged and said I'd join him. I didn't set much store by palm reading, probably because nobody had ever managed to give me one. One reader in, in a mal in Leeds had taken one look and just sagely nodded and said, You're an old soul. Folded my hand up and put it back in my lap. Another had refused to read it altogether, and so my rational stance against divining the future from the grooves of the hand was also tinged with a certain amount of fear that perhaps mine contained a message I didn't want to hear. You could get yours done too, he said. Yeah, I suppose so, I said, trying to be blasé about it. We crossed the Lower East Side, ducked into a side street, and came to a window with a handwritten board, palm readings, five dollars. The door alongside led to a small room with a statue of the Virgin Mary, candles and incense. There was a beaded curtain that must have led to a living space because there were clear sounds of a child crying in the room beyond. A small, dark-haired woman emerged. We want a couple of readings, he said, as though he'd just popped in to buy some cake. She told him to sit down and I sat next to him. The woman studied his palm, told him he was going to come into some money as the result of signing some papers. She then asked me to leave, presumably to speak of matters of the heart. I went outside and squatted against the wall, my own palms getting clammy at the thought of what, he might, what she might say to me. The contract thing seemed pretty accurate, seeing as he'd just told me he was securing a publishing deal. Finally, he came out. She'd told him he'd have a transatlantic relationship, only not with me. <laughs> Great. He stayed outside while I went in and surrendered my palm. She took one look at it and began shaking her head. Your aura's very dark, she said. Very dark. I squirmed in my seat. I didn't believe in auras any more than I believed in palm readings, but all the same, it's not nice to be told that yours is dark. She looked at my palm again. This is bad. Very bad. I thought of the other two palmists who'd refused to give me readings and thought, here we go. This darkness really isn't meant for you. It's as though someone has put it there. What, like a curse? Exactly. Like a curse. I didn't live in a world where people went around putting curses on each other, but I kept listening all the same. It was a woman with dark hair. I think she must have done it because you took something from her, probably a man. Okay. My mind was racing back through the catalogue of women I might have wronged. There were a few, and they mostly had dark hair. It's an old curse. You've been carrying this round with you for a while. I couldn't help but think back over the past few years. The jobs I'd lost, the relationships that had failed, suddenly seemed like my life had been full of misfortune. If you like, I can meditate on it and you can come back tomorrow. I might be able to give you some more information. She looked at me with her big brown eyes, an expression of genuine concern on her face. Outside, the writer was waiting for me. What is it? he asked. Oh, some nonsense about a curse. Let's walk. We walked, and I told him what she'd said. What, do you have any idea who might have done this to you? He didn't have an ounce of scepticism. I found myself going through all the women that had featured in the various dramas in my life, and suddenly I went cold and quiet. What? Well, 
there was this one woman. Oh, this is crazy. Back when I was at university in Sheffield, I'd been embarked on a relationship with a man who was much older than me, who we'd been working on a show together. He'd had a 12-year relationship with an artist called Gail, who was slightly nuts. She would intermittently lock herself in her room, cut off her hair, slash her canvases, that sort of thing. She was also a practising wicker witch and kept jam jars full of strange herbs and went out to chant in the Peak District at full moon. She wasn't too happy that I'd stolen her Carl. And at one point in the early stages of our relationship, she'd ripped a book I'd lent him clean in two across the middle. I then started to receive threatening phone calls. If you so much as lay a finger on my Carl, I'll make you wish you'd never been born. I turned to the writer. Do you believe in curses? Well, anything's possible. More things in heaven and earth and all that. I didn't sleep well that night. And the next day I felt compelled to visit the psychic one more time to see what she had to tell me. Come in, come in, she said as though greeting an old friend. I lit candles and meditated last night and I have some news for you. She was an older woman, very jealous of you. Thought you were going to have children with the man you stole from her. I thought of Gail. It all rang true. Carl had told me she'd been desperate for kids and was getting too old. I just nodded and let her continue. What she did was very serious. She obviously knew what she was doing. She must have had something that belonged to you. And she lit seven black candles to curse you in health, wealth, love, success, happiness, peace and fertility. I thought of the torn book. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And she looked at me deeply and then looked away. I'm not sure about telling you this. What? She slaughtered an animal in your name and tied up the uterus. She wanted to seriously damage your chances of having a child. Jesus! Have you been experiencing abdominal pain? I thought of the mornings when I'd had to dismount my bike halfway to work, doubled in agony. 
I'd even been hospitalised one time for suspected pelvic inflammatory disease. Yes, I said meekly. Well, it's to be expected, after what she's done to you. Do you have a name? I didn't know how much to say. Well, there was this one woman, Gail. I mean, she practised wicker. She had dark hair. The psychic relaxed. Well, that would explain the black candles. They use them a lot in wicker. I was out of my depth. Was it really possible to curse someone? I thought of the pain and the horror of not being able to have children. It's all right. We can break the curse. It's not going to be easy. She told me she was going to light seven white candles to counteract the seven black ones. She gave me a little bottle of Aura Wash and instructed me to buy white handkerchiefs and eggs. On each handkerchief, write your name, date of birth and one wish. I want, you to wrap the three, I want you to wrap three eggs in one of them and sleep with them by your pillow and dream on them. I looked incredulous. Now, because an animal has been slaughtered in your name, we're going to have to make a sacrifice. My religion forbids me to kill an animal, so we will have to use money in an amount that feels like a sacrifice. <laughs> I want you to take five $50 bills crisscross them on top of each other, wrap them in the second handkerchief and sleep with them in your underwear, held against your womb. Then bring both handkerchiefs to me tomorrow. I stepped out into the cold winter air and suddenly felt completely lost. I didn't know what to believe anymore. Could there be some truth in it or, or did she just want to rob me? I walked a couple of blocks, stopped off in a discount store to buy a couple of handkerchiefs. I considered withdrawing money but decided against it. On my way home, I passed an Italian church. I stepped inside and sidled into the pew. I'd been brought up a Catholic, but I'd lost my faith at about 15. Now I find, found myself praying for guidance in some kind of mantra. Dear God, sorry for deserting you. Please guide me in this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's real anymore. Please let me be fertile. Show me some sign. I walked out feeling more lonely than before and went home to my aura-cleansing shower and lit my white candle which immediately started accumulating goblets of black. I still hadn't decided what to do about the money. I looked in my wallet, a $10 note. I went downstairs to the tobacconist and asked him to change it into $1 bills. Well, five $50 bills, ten $1 bills. Surely it amounts to the same thing in the world of magic. I wrapped them up and tucked them in my knickers. The next morning, I, we I, I went to meet the architect at the Cornelia Street Café. I arrived with the dollars still in my pants. I told him about the writer and the psychic and what she'd said, hoping he'd be a voice of reason in that straight-talking German way. Instead, he said, Well, you should have done $50 bills. What? Well, come on, $10 isn't really a sacrifice, is it? No, but I, I thought it was symbolic. I'm scared of being robbed. I'll come with you if you like. When I saw the psychic's, psychic's petite frame and friendly brown eyes, I felt bad for suspecting her of robbing me. She left the architect sitting in the front room and took me through the beaded curtain where there was more space. Show me what you've got. I took out the clammy, clammy handkerchiefs and she unwrapped them. Sorry, I said. It's all I could manage. Well, if that really is a sacrifice to you, it might work. She picked up a single egg 
wrapped it in the handkerchief, and began rubbing it up and down my body and canting. Dear God, take away this curse that was not meant for her. Return her to the state you intended for her. Remove this evil that's been placed upon her. Restore her fertility. Restore her fortune. Restore her happiness. Break this curse. Break it. Break it. Break it. She'd brought the egg down on the table and she was instructing me to crack it open. So I thumped my fist down on it and it broke inside the handkerchief. She slowly unwrapped it and revealed that the yolk was an inky black colour. That's the evil coming out of you. I stared down at the egg. Perhaps the ink's run on the handkerchief. So she broke one of the other eggs into the second handkerchief and rubbed it into the ink. The yolk remained a happy yellow colour. I don't think all the evil's been removed. I want you to repeat what you did last night, but this time with three tomatoes. They're easier to read. <laughs> and I think you need to make more of a sacrifice. Remember, an animal was slaughtered in your name. I told the architect what had happened. Well, we have to get some $50 bills. Well, I could only withdraw $200, so he, he said he'd lend me an extra 50 and We took our pile of 10s and 20s and did the round of jewellery shops trying to find $50 notes. That night, I cooked pasta for my friends and kept aside three tomatoes to sleep with. <laughs> Julie returning to the psychic the next day, but this time with $250 in my pants and tomatoes in my handkerchiefs. I had a repeat performance. Break it! Break it! Break it! I put my hand down and squashed the tomato. She unwrapped the handkerchief to reveal a lump of hairy matter. I gasped. She gasped. We recoiled. She held the money above my head. Do you sacrifice this money for the animal that was sacrificed in your name? Yes! 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 I heard her tearing up the money above my head and there was a breathless silence. What is it? It must be because an animal was killed. I'm going to have to consult with the elders in the church. Could you come back tomorrow? Oh, I fly home tomorrow. Well, call me from the airport. I'll let you know what they've said. It looks like we've removed most of it, but you can never be sure. I left to meet the architect to return his $50. What did she do with the money? She tore it up. Hmm. It's a strange business. I called the psychic from the airport and she said that the elders were very happy with the progress, but they felt that there was one more thing I had to do. She would call me when I got back to England and give me instructions. Back in London, my sister had come to visit. She's got two kids. Well, I suppose you can't take any chances, not when your fertility's at stake, she said after, she, after I'd received the final set of instructions. I had to fill a box with a piece of gold to represent my worth, <laughs> earth to bury my bad luck, salt to represent the bitterness in my life, sugar to represent the sweetness I wanted in my life, and an image of myself. I then had to sleep with the box under my bed before mailing it to her in New York, along with a wire of $1,350. My sister came with me to the bank as I filled out the international transfer form. Well, perhaps this would do me good. Perhaps I cared too much about money. Perhaps I did need to make a sacrifice. I got back to the flat feeling a little lighter. I checked my email, and there was one from the architect. He'd mentioned my story to a friend who'd come round for dinner. Concerned, she'd gone home to Google Egg Tomato Gypsy. He sent me the links to what she'd found. Man loses life savings after getting conned by Gypsy Egg and Tomato Trick. Woman remortgages house in Gypsy Con Trick. Of course. 
handkerchief magic. I was just in time to return to the bank and stop the wire transfer. The whole experience had only cost me $250. And perhaps it was worth it for the story. For more stories or to take part in next month's show, head to sparklondon.com. Sparklondon is produced by Joanna Yates. Audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. 